Today's episode is sponsored by Journey, the travel company taking the hassle out of going away. I genuinely think this is such an exciting concept. So you start by filling in a free questionnaire, completing a list of questions to find out the vibe you want for your trip. Yeah, like on a scale of one to five, how much do you like outdoor activities, being in nature, visiting charming villages or going to museums or art galleries? So Journey can get a feel for your travel tastes. I mean, personally, museums are a hard no, but sign me up for a charming village. That is why you can also select from a list of activities which are a no-go for you, like scuba diving or wine tasting. Though I'm not sure why anyone would say no to wine tasting. Mm. Crucially, you can also set your budget and let them know of any phobias or medical conditions which need to be considered. Once they have all this information, the Journey team will curate your trip proposal, avoiding all the tourist traps, taking you on an adventure you probably wouldn't have chosen for yourself, but a great fit for you. From your proposal, you can decide whether to book your trip or not. It's that simple. And here's the best bit. You don't find out where you're going until you get to the airport. But how will I know what to pack? Oh, don't worry. You'll be given a packing list, but the reading list is down to you. So what I'm hearing is there's zero organisation needed from me and Journey will plan a trip tailored to my preferences. Seriously, how can I sign up for this? Just head to www.journeytrips.com. That's journey spelled J-O-U-R-N-E-E trips.com for more info. The link is also in the show notes. Between the pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And we're the pals behind Book Records. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. April has drawn to a close, so as always, this is a roundup of what we have been reading and enjoying over the last month. In today's episode, we'll be chatting about Would I Lie to You and The Big Day by Alia Ali Absol and One Moment by Becky Hunter. April is over and actually um it's gone on a really long time like Easter feels like it was years and years ago but also I'm like shit it's about to be May what are your thoughts on that I don't know since I've come back it, the time just hasn't has just gone in a flash oh really yeah Easter, think about that four day that feels like a century ago it doesn't it doesn't though like, but I, I just feel like the next conversation I have with you is going to be November. That's how I'm feeling about I 2023. Can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, May, we're about to have so many back holidays. It's going to be lovely. Cannot wait. I'm also a bit stressed by them all because I feel like they're just everywhere. And I'm like, have I made plans for, for all of them yet? Do you know what I mean? Oh God, yeah. Well, I'm a bit stressed because I've got two events at work and I could really do with having those as working days. I know. So then it makes my working days more hectic. Yeah, it does. But or I have to work on them or something. So Mm. I do. I do love it for the nation that we've got three back holidays in May. (laughs) Love that. May's going to be joyous. Speaking of joy, yeah, I've had a song in my head for the last (laughs) like two days from 
this video I found on Instagram and it just makes me really happy. And I thought I'm going to play it on the pod because right. I feel like everyone needs to hear it. And I'll also share it on stories. Because... I could do with that because I'm feeling very tired today. So I really don't know how today's podcast is going to go. And I apologize in advance for the lack of pep over here. Lack of pizzazz. This this will pump you up. Okay, All let right. me just turn down the sound while I click on it. Because there's nothing worse than when you're scrolling through your phone like oh. in the morning and then Reels <laughs> decides to play a violent tune at you. So Awful. annoying. Okay, so this is somebody on Instagram who's called Hi- Heiko Rook, maybe, or Olivia Barton, haha, because they're two people in this video. And okay. I'm pretty sure that they are a singer I think one of them is like supporting someone famous on tour like I haven't really done much of the back work here but she said I was having a very emotional day feeling insecure and out of place so I cried to Olivia and after feeling through it we wrote this song in 10 minutes to remember the joy in being different happy Sunday oh god is this gonna make me cry no it's really it's (laughs) it will now be in your head and I'm really happy for it to be like I actually love having it in my head and I really hope this plays so quick caveat if the podcast, if it doesn't play, we would just carry on as normal and I'll share up stories and you can be like, okay, now let me go into the stories, let's do it. And then I'll yeah. come back to the podcast. Okay. And you can pretend that you yeah. have it. Okay. This will be like the one time Reels doesn't play out loud. Yeah. And that's the song. So Lauren said she couldn't hear, but maybe that's Zoom's issue and not the podcast issue. Yeah, I heard like little bits of it and then it would just cut out. But I can hear how it's very catchy and I don't know what they're saying, but I can totally understand why that's in your head. They're now. saying and it's got like a little random rhythm. They also sing the whole song just looking at each other and smiling really close <laughs> to each other. And they're saying, if I were a fish and I caught me, I'd say, look at that fish shimmering in the sun. Such a rare one. Can't believe that I caught one. And I was like, that's actually phenomenal. Like, <laughs> love that. <laughs> and then it goes on and on like that. And I just... I is, just one, one, is one of them dressed as Kermit the Frog? One of them has a frog hat on, absolutely, yeah. Right. Okay. And I just think if ringtones were still a thing, I would want that to be my ringtone. Or your ringtones- MySpace um it would so be my profile song yeah (laughs) there was nothing better than when you first heard a new song you're like shit that has to be my profile song before anyone else else has (laughs) (laughs) i miss my space oh thanks for sharing that with us um i'm also you were gonna need to dm it to me so i can listen to it properly after this conversation okay i i look forward to doing that and listening to it for the millionth time again <laughs> how's your april been do you know what um i've started watching ted lasso oh <gasps> i'm so excited i you. know and i just don't know why i didn't get behind it when everybody did um but when season two came out i was like do you know what it's it's time for me to to em- em- embark on this you know and Fuck me, it is just so brilliant. And I've had to ration myself to one episode a night mm. because I want the feeling of wholesomeness to just last as long as possible. Yeah, I when I remember when I, when I first started watching, I was, I was like, oh, I really hope Nathan making these boxes becomes a theme because 
I'm obsessed. <laughs> Absolutely love them. Love um, Nathan. As it well. does. It does stop being a theme. So hang on, what series are you on? Because I'm on first... series two. Okay, so series three is what's out at the moment, and they're only releasing oh, one episode it? a week. Yeah, so it only started what like I don't know a month ago, and so there's like one a week every Wednesday. <gasps> oh, okay. I thought everyone was just watching series two, which is why I was like, God, I need to go really slow. No. So I'm already on mm. series two. Mm. Brilliant. That's just made my day. That has. Lauren, Maybe I think you should definitely watch tonight. Only Murders in the Building then. Like, it's the similar sort of... Um, no, it's not as feel-good as Ted Lasso, because that is literally, like, community spirit. It is. But it's got the, like, fun old man vibes. And there is community spirit in Only Murders in the Building because they all live in the same apartment building. Yeah, maybe I will. I just, I'm I'm really enjoying having some very wholesome... Yeah. Hang on, to sorry. Watch. You actually need to watch Shit's Creek next. <laughs> Where is that? I, I have watched Shit's Creek. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so it's Parks and Recreation that I haven't watched. Yeah, it's that same community mm, vibes. Yeah, we'll I'm see. all about community, which is really ironic for me because I actually can't stand community. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it in television and book form. <laughs> I love it when it when it's nothing to do with me. Yeah, I love I'm it not for a part of it. <laughs> I'm a watcher. I'm a watcher, and that's so fine by me. Don't talk to me. I'll just watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that is how April is going in a nutshell. Lovely. Yeah. I love that for you. Yeah. How's your April going? Or has it, how has it been? I was just trying to think, like, what have I done? Like, there was that whole Easter weekend. I went to the wedding. I, I don't know, like, I think there's been some, like, really meaty parts of April. Mm. Just like, April. Whew. Yeah, I'm ready for May. Reading retreat. Three years of book recos. It's going to be a big month for us. And your birthday, all in one month. My birthday, I've really side. I just don't even know what I'm doing on my birthday. <laughs> yeah, I'm going on a retreat. retreat so. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. And yeah, we've got plans on the first bank holiday and the second bank holiday. Crazy. Oof. Books, Lauren. Books. Yeah, let's talk about some books. All right. Um, Would you like to tell us about a book you've read in April? Okay. I read a book called One Moment by Becky Hunter. And I'm going to drop the synop. Okay. The day Scarlett dies should have been one of the most important of her life. It doesn't feel fair that she'll never have the chance to fulfill her dreams. And now she's still here, wherever here is, watching the ripple effect of her death on the lives of those she loved the most. Evie cannot contemplate her life without Scarlett, and she certainly cannot forgive Nate, the man she blames for her best friend's death. But Nate keeps popping up when she least expects him, catapulting Evie's life in directions she'd never let herself imagine possible. Ways, perhaps, even those closest to her had long since given up on. If you could go back, knowing everything that happens after, everything that happens because of that one moment in time, would you change the course of history or would you do it all again? So is it a bit supernatural? No. Essentially... First page, we find out that Scarlett, we find it's, she, I think the opening uh, sentence is something around like the day I died uh, was XYZ. Beyond the grave. Beyond the grave. Mm. And she, so Scarlett dies in on the first page, and the rest of the book is dual narrative from Scarlett and her best friend Evie, their housemates, and they've been best friends since um, high school. And 
when Scarlet dies, her chapters are, she's sort of like in limbo and she can see everybody like dealing with her grief and living their lives. But Mm. she's like, why the fuck am I stuck here? And like, we'll keep going back to like memories and see them from notice things that she didn't notice at the time of them happening. Um. And like, we'll notice like, oh, I was a bit of a dick when that happened like I was so like one of them is like at her birthday party or something and she left with a guy and at the time was like thought you know nothing of it but when she looks back at it she sees that actually she left her best friend who flew through this great birthday party for her and she was like oh that that's a shame so she sort of notices things like that that she didn't really appreciate when she was alive and it was just it's a, a really like lovely, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Christmas Carol, but like not mm. set over Christmas, not with Muppets, and not with. There was no future self. Yeah, yeah, mm. um, and so you've got that going on, and then Evie uh, is her best friend, and we sort of know at the beginning that there's something wrong with Evie. Um, like she hasn't left the house in quite a while and this is before Scarlett's died um but we don't really know what and I'm not going to say what it is because you sort of find out later in the book um but you know that like her life has not been on track for a long time and after Scarlett dies she sort of spirals and blames as the blurb said this one stranger for Scarlett's death he's called Nate um Nate the Great Nate the Great. And can I just say, as soon as they said his name was Nate, I was like, well, that's a main character name. So this guy is going to be in this book for a long time. Otherwise, he would have been called John. Do you know what I mean? Do you ever feel, do you ever read books like that? And you're like, well, the author, the author chose that name specifically. So I know they're not just going to be a little side, side character in this book. I don't think I ever have thought that, but now I'm going to look out for it. <laughs> Um, so Nate Nate is a strong presence of the book and I should also I I thought that because I didn't actually read the blurb before reading this book (laughs) we have to keep ourselves on our toes (laughs) yeah is Um, it easy to read like so easy to read really big writing very thick pages (laughs) and it was really I don't want to say feel good. Probably wasn't feel good because the subject matter is grief. death. A lot yeah. of grief. But um, I really enjoyed it. And I loved the way that Evie comes to deal with the death of her best friend. And it becomes a sort of opportunity for her to reevaluate her life as well. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay. I think. Defo it- recommend. I would say it's a really good beach read summer read nice like easy to get into and oh yeah okay that's everything we want Mm -hmm. all year round all year round actually yeah if you're in a slump this would be a good one actually oh good tip you just speed speed through it yeah nice okay you're gonna hit us with a reco i am and i similarly really enjoyed mine so my book is would i lie to you by alia aliafsal and those of you that have listened to our finding mr perfectly fine episode where we interviewed oh, yeah. the author tasneem abdur rashid this was the record that she left 
And she likened it a bit to Sophie Kinsella's Shopaholic series, which oh yes, is firmly in my heart. So I was like, okay, absolutely have to read this. Um, and I started reading it, but I actually switched to the audio book. Um, as I always say, because I had a long drive to do for work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great audio. Was book. it? Oh, good. So like you can't not engage with the story like you I at no point did I tune off and find myself thinking about other things love like, I that was so in for it and it also like just when I thought like the book might be wrapping up there was like this whole other bit and I was like I'm so glad it's not over and I get to keep <laughs> like so so good so I'll read the blurb because actually I don't think it's entirely like shopaholic and we will come on to that okay she could lose the perfect life if she tells the truth dot 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 at the school gates in Wimbledon Village, Pfizer fits in. It took a few years and a brand new wardrobe, but now the snobbish mothers who mistook her for the nanny treat her as one of their own. But the perfect life costs money. When her husband Tom loses his job, Pfizer realises she'll have to reveal her biggest secret. She spent her entire family's life savings. Unless she doesn't. It only takes a second to lie to Tom. Now Pfizer has six weeks to find £75,000 or risk losing the family she has worked so hard to protect. Ooh. So obviously shopaholic, she's in like severe debt, has to sort it all out. Yeah. So like that's very similar. And but, yeah, but this is way heavier. This has okay. so much to it. So firstly, as it's already hinted at, there's like microaggressions in there because yes. she's like the only, well, she's not the only, she's one of few women of color in the school. Um, her husband is white. So she talks a bit about like their um, marriage and like what both of their families thought of each other. And so that, they right. kind of comment on that as well. But also it's like, there's mentions of suicide and like, you know, like the book actually starts with someone either about to take their own life or, or oh, taking gosh. their own life. Or, and it's like, just sort of comments on like job and income is such a big, important thing to people that it can be, you know, detrimental to mental health. Actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, there's loads to it um and yeah so it starts and she's at a botox party with all the parents she's like shit i have to go goes home and basically (laughs) her husband has left her in charge of the savings account like it's in her name um but it's supposed to be the money for you know worst case scenario maybe one day they might use it for the children's university or something but like Mm -hmm. literally not supposed to be touched and she has just been like slowly dipping into it like oh right okay like she's like look what's 200 pounds here or there but over time because she's never looked at the statements because she genuinely doesn't think she's spending that much money it's seventy five thousand pounds he loses his job and he's like oh but it's fine because we've got that account so she's like yeah we do so looks at it is like fuck there's there's nothing in it and so she has to like keep delaying why she's not sending him the money and then like coming up with the money and like oh my god can I like get a loan from this place and like give him some of that while I try like in the meantime trying to make up the back pot but then also the loan and so like it is like quite heavy and stressful at times um and she um she like actually no I love this part of the book so I will say she's like trying to get a job because she's like well maybe I can have a job to try and like get back some of the money and she's been out of the workforce for can't remember I want to say it's about 15 years because maybe that's how old her oldest child is mm-hmm. so when she had a child she didn't go back to work and so she's like oh no one wants me even though like she was in such a good banking job because it's mm. been so long no one wants her but 
technically a spoiler because like you do see her try and apply for jobs but i'm gonna say anyway she gets a job mm-hmm. and it's like so fun to see her just be an absolute boss oh and, love that like, you come into her own and having this job and she's like working really hard at it because like you can get bonuses and like after six months oh yeah you get a bonus she says she's like oh my god if i can hold him off for six months and keep the family afloat then i can pay back the whole 75,000 pounds because it's like such a high-flying job and so i love that whole element of it but then even the job thing comes with it this like secret sneaky side story that's like very tense there's still like loads of drama with the mums at school there's like secret keeping with her friends like honestly this book mm-hmm. is layered I think it must have like a hundred layers like princess and the pea mattress vibes it's so good <laughs> donkeys have layers <laughs> augers have layers onions have layers um it's it's great I there's, there's something for I everyone that sounds- in this book brilliant it's also oh, i nearly said brilliant. awful and i keep doing that i said that last night as well instead of what instead of awesome or brilliant i, I think that sounds awful and then the person i said it to just looked at me and was like oh okay and i was like no no, no it sounds really good if we don't go know why the layers of the word awful though or is like awe inspiring full of full of awe why is it awful <laughs> You make a very valid point. And maybe that is where subconsciously it's coming from. I think you're just full of awe. Well, that book sounds awful in the best way possible, Ben. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. People aren't reading it enough. And I'm so glad we had Tazneem on. The oh, good. I'm so it. glad. You're and very you know good at is... reading author's records. Yeah, I'm loving that. Um, what's highly, 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 highly exciting <laughs> is that the author has another book coming out this year. It's coming out in November and it's called The Big Day. And if we thought that this book was for me because of the shopaholic vibes, just fucking wait till this next one. All right, this next one is... Is it the same character or is it a completely different story? Totally different book. Okay. A funny, heartwarming, we know I love that, page-turning novel about a British-Asian granddaughter and her grandmother... Oh my God. This who team just... up to plan their big day. So we all know I love an elderly character in a book, but just you it. <laughs> Zara, 29, is planning her wedding. <laughs> Even more for me. She loves sounds her like fiance. your honeymoon <laughs> all over it. She loves her fiance, Dan, but the pressure is huge. A marriage to a British Asian from a good family has been her mother's dream for Zara since she was six. In desperation, Zara turns to her granny, who is planning her own big day, her funeral. Oh, Granny's no. snobbish friends all rate the funerals they go to, the only parties they attend these days, and she is determined to throw a good one. Jokes. So Zara and her granny decide to help each other out, visiting florists and drawing up guest lists together with all the focus on throwing the perfect party they can forget their worries about the future. As they reconnect, Zara starts to wonder if she could be more like Granny and grab life instead of being afraid of it. And she stumbles across a family secret, which changes everything. Suddenly, Zara isn't sure if she even wants to get married at all. <sighs> we've got drums, we've got good vibes. We've got we love it. We've got funerals. That sounds great. I can't fucking wait. I'm so excited. So this <laughs> and it's is perfect timing. November. Perfect timing for you then, post-wedding. Get yeah. Back excited into weddings. Yeah. Or 
the authors actually because I talked about how excited I was she was like oh I'd love to send you a proof so I'm actually probably going to read that immediately as it gets posted because I'm too excited to wait <laughs> okay yeah yeah um so yeah I actually this is how I know April has been so long it feels like ages ago since I read that because mm. it was at the beginning of the month yeah and I already want to reread it now that I've just talked about it oh Ooh, do you know what I am rereading what because we know I love to reread via audiobook. Oh. Lessons in chemistry. <gasps> I started it one. yesterday whilst doing some chores and I was like, oh, I just love this book so much. I'm so thinking good. about that book today, actually, because of the book I'm currently reading, talking about like getting when a book gets like a, a film deal or a, oh, yeah. a, a series i've literally lost all my words today but uh made me think of lesson in chemistry and how that book has just gone from strength to strength mm, so the good audiobook, it's a really good audio book again like super engaging to listen to yeah and it's kind of fun like when 6 30 like you know when we hear from 6 30 yeah brain it's kind of fun to hear it out loud oh fun yeah yeah and you give him his own voice yeah so yeah oh, that's, that's a really good reread, reread. Yeah, I what would, is it I would really like to read that reminds me of it. Reading Yellow Face. <gasps> I'm so excited to start. Oh my god, <gasps> yes. I it is so brilliant. Yeah. So yeah. listeners, this is the book that kind of calls out the publishing industry. Yeah. Can't fucking wait. Um yeah, I have just been reading it <laughs> like trying to sneak in pages all weekend. Um. Yes. Yeah, it's great. I love that. I'm also currently re- physically reading "Best Men" by someone called Sydney something or other. Um, which juicy synop um is about two men hook up just for like very quick, like twenty minutes, and then yeah. they part ways. It's one of those a bit embarrassed about how it went down. And then it turns out they're both best men at a wedding. One of them's like the brother's <gasps> groomsman. And then the other one is like the gay best man of the bride. Juicy. Yeah. And then they're like enemies. Like they hate each other because like one of them is trying to get closer to the bride than the other and trying to be the best, best man. And I'm so here for it. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, I love that. I've seen that advertised somewhere. Comes out on birthday. Okay, maybe it's my birthday's on a Thursday this year, which means that loads of good books come out on that day. You know, they always come out on a Thursday. Buzzing. Um, yeah, all right. Well, May next week's episode is going to be the celebration of three years of book records. Oh my god, wild! And two years of the pod, then two years of podcasting that's really crazy. Hmm. How are we going to get things to talk? <laughs> thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed today's episode then like subscribe leave a rating and review it costs you nothing but it genuinely means the world to us and don't forget to share the podcast with your reading buddy too because they might like to listen along and if you don't already then follow on instagram at the Brackos. i'm not doing it again for funnily enough more recommendations <laughs> see you next week and if you thought that was already an outtake, it's staying in. And if you stay tuned, we're actually going to give you a little um, extra outtake. 
Welcome to Book Recos Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And this is <laughs> <laughs> We're the pals behind Buckingham. <laughs> 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 from our conversation last week. 